CC, we are overjoyed to have you here with us this morning. If you're new with us this morning, we want to get to know you. So go ahead and text connect to the number on your screen so that we can get connected. Here at MVCC, we are a church that prays together, worships together, and serves together. If you want to get connected and involved with serving, go ahead and text serve to the number on your screen. We're going to move into a time of worship here this morning. So please join us as our worship leader, Mark, leads us in this awesome time.
Even though the music has stopped, we do not have to stop in our time of worship. We want to continue to worship through giving. We've tried to make this as easy as possible for you, so you can either go to our mobile app or our website to give. Hey there, Mission Viejo Christian Church. It is awesome to be here with you guys. My name is Zach. I'm the student pastor here at Mission Viejo Christian Church. Um, I'm really excited to be spending my time with you and just kind of sharing with you guys a message that I think God has really put on my heart. So big thank you to, for, to Pastor Mike for just giving me this opportunity to share with you guys. Um, I really love my opportunity being here at this church. My wife and I um, have been down here since September, and we've just been loving being around family down here in SoCal. Um, I've been married to my awesome, beautiful wife, Angelina, for just about three and a half years, and we got two kids. We have twins, Levi and Aaliyah, and they're about a year and a half years old right now, and it's about as crazy as you would expect to be raising twins, but um, it's a lot of fun and we're really enjoying being here. So here is the message today. I want to kind of just jump right into it. So I've titled this message today, Live with Urgency. To live with urgency. And I want to just have a little fun right now and start by asking you guys a question. Okay, I want you to imagine this right now. I want you to imagine like all of a sudden right now, poof, Jesus appears and he sits here on the table with me and he's here on the camera. And after we're done all freaking out, you know, maybe he dabs me up and we meet each other and it's crazy. He stops for a second. He just looks into the camera and he goes, Mission Viejo Christian Church. I have an exclusive message for just you guys. I haven't told the world this, nor do I want you to tell anyone this, but here's what I want you guys to know. I am coming back in exactly two weeks. And then poof, boom, he's gone, okay? Once we're done freaking out, once we know that Jesus is coming back in two weeks, and once we do the obvious, once we quit our jobs and, you know, stop pay worrying about paying our credit card debts and all that stuff, I want us to honestly think if we knew Jesus was coming back in two weeks, what about our life would honestly change? I mean, just think about that for a second. What priorities in your life would change? You know, what relationships would you start realizing are the ones that really matter? What behaviors in your life would change if you knew you just had two weeks before Jesus was coming back? I'm going to go ahead and assume that most of us, most of us would start living our life for those last two weeks with a certain sense of urgency. You know, um, the, the truth is we don't really know when Jesus is coming back. But we do know that Jesus is coming back. When I was growing up, um, I remember there was a period of time with my family that uh, we were having a lot of unexpected guests show up. And, you know, thankfully that's not really too normal. It doesn't like, we don't, it's kind of looked at as like rude. Like if you just uh, show up unannounced to someone's house, uh, it's, it's kind of not something we really do. You want to give them like a little heads up and let them know that you're about to show up. So even when it was happening when I was a kid, we were having a lot of like unexpected friends from the church or whatever that my parents knew showing up to our house, um, you know, we, we were a little taken back by it. And so I got two younger brothers. I'm the oldest. I got two younger brothers. And there's one thing 
that my brothers and I, three rambunctious young boys, were good at. It was keeping things messy. And so a lot of the times at first when these people would show up to our house, you know, we weren't really ready to like host them and invite them into our house. So what my mom did is she came up with a plan. Now the problem with this, with this plan that she came up with, she didn't let us know that she had come up with a plan. So when she initiated the plan, none of us knew what was going on. And so the first time this happened, there was a guy who came to our house. My dad was gone. So just my mom and my two younger brothers and me. And this guy came and knocked on our door. Now, who this guy was, and my mom must have saw who he was. We called him the Schwann's guy. There was a company called Schwann's. He had a food truck in our outside. He would come into your house with his catalog, and he was very pushy, and he would try to sell you on this food, and they would come and actually stock your fridge with the food that you just bought. So my mom must have known who he was at the door and just didn't want to deal with him this day. So when this guy knocked on the door, and my mom looked at us, and she said, everyone, drop on the floor, turn the lights off, get below the window. We heard this and, you know, we didn't know what was going on. We're like, what is happening, mom? Who's at the door? Is this like a murderer? Why are we so scared of this guy? And so what my mom literally had us do is she had us army crawl under the window to the other room just in case that guy like peeked his head in uh, so it would look like no one was home. And so once my brother and I kind of caught on what was going on, it was actually kind of fun. It was like secret ops mission, like don't get caught by the Schwann's guy. And so we crawled into the room and he, he must have just thought we weren't home. But ultimately what my parents did and what had to happen is you know, my parents kind of pushed on my brothers and I. We had really had to do a better job at staying clean, at keeping our house ready, at keeping our house ready just in case people from the church or whoever shows up, we'll be ready to invite them in. We had to learn to stay ready. And so I share that with us right now to kind of just get us thinking about that a little bit. You know, in order for Jesus to come back, when Jesus does come back, what does it look like for us? What does it look like for you, for me to keep ourselves, to keep our lives ready for when that day comes, for when Jesus does come back? Because honestly, here's the truth, that whether we're ready for it or not, every single one of us are moving closer to eternity. And I want to encourage us with this today, that I want to begin to show us what does it actually look like to like live your life with urgency, knowing that Jesus is coming back. And I hope I can point this out to you guys today, that if you're listening to this right now, no matter how far you might feel from God today, no matter even just how unworthy you might feel for God, that God not only loves you, but that God has chosen you and that we exist for one purpose, to make God known and to know God, to know God and to make God known. So what does it really look like to stay ready and like how do we live our day-to-day life with this sense of urgency? So that's what we're going to jump into and that's what we're going to talk about right now. And maybe right now you're just wondering like why does it matter to have this sense of urgency? You know, I'm a Christian. I like my life. I'm doing good. I like cruising through things. Like how do I get this sense of urgency? Why is this even such a big deal? I already believe what's so bad about just, you know, having a relationship with God. I want, to, I want to read us something right now, and I want to show us why, why we as followers of Jesus, listen, we got no other choice right now than to live with this sense of urgency, and here is why. We're going to look at the words of Jesus and listen to what Jesus shares with us right now. So we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 24 today, and I'm going to be starting in verse 36. So here's what Jesus says. He says, About that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. 
For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. Meaning it was just another day. Life was going on like normal, and boom, the flood came. That is what Jesus says is going to be like when he comes back. He says, two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the handmill. One will be taken, the other left. Therefore, he says, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour you do not expect. Then he kind of gives an illustration. He says, who then, is a, who, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose, suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come at a day when he does not expect him, at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him into pieces and put him in a place with the hypocrites. Well, there will be a weeping and a gnashing of teeth. Listen, you might have a lot of questions about the Bible. You might have a lot of questions about God even. But there is honestly overwhelming evidence to believe that Jesus actually resurrected from the dead. And I don't know about you, but any guy that can predict his own death and resurrection, I'm going to believe those guys' words. So when Jesus says that he is coming back, I am going to believe in his words when he says that. And listen, you guys, we have every reason to believe that this is going to happen sooner rather than later. And if nothing else, if nothing else, listen, we get one life. We get one opportunity to make the most of our life, to bring as many people up to heaven as we can. So listen, Jesus has a message for us today. This is from Jesus, and he's telling us this, that we are to live with urgency. We are to live with urgency. We all know what urgency is. Urgency doesn't mean we get freaked out and, and are filled with stress and anxiety. When we feel urgency, it's time to step into high gear and focus, right? Urgency is when you're in a race and you're running that last lap and it's time to give it everything you have because you know you're about to finish. Urgency is when you lock in your focus because it's the fourth quarter, right? Urgency is when you know that a deadline is coming up and you know you got to work a little bit harder to finish whatever it is you're working on, right? We've all felt a sense of urgency when we know that we are running out of time to finish the task at hand. We all know what it's like to feel urgency. So again, our message today from Jesus is this, is that we are called with our life to live out the gospel with urgency, that we are to live with urgency. So I want to do this right now. I want to walk us through just three things that we read about in the Bible, that we read from Scripture, from God's words, about what does this practically look like? If Jesus tells us that we are to live with urgency and that this is something that's really important, right? what does that actually look like in my life? How do I do this? How do I know when that day comes, when I'm standing before Jesus on Judgment Day, that I can stand before God one day knowing with confidence that I made the most of my life? What does it look like to live with urgency? So here we go. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to take some notes on this. I'm going to walk you through three things that we can do that can help us understand what does it actually look like for me to live with 
urgency. So here's how we live with urgency. Way number one is this. Know Jesus. Know Jesus. I'm going to read us right now what I think is one of the most shocking verses that Jesus ever said. Honestly, when I read this, I'm just like, it, it's still crazy every single time I read it. Jesus says this in Matthew 7, 21, verse 23. He says, um, he's speaking about what's going to actually happen on that day, on judgment day, on that final day between who gets to spend eternity with God and who's going to spend eternity separated from God. Jesus says this, listen to this, don't miss this. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I mean, honestly, how many of us have casted out demons before? How many of us have done miracles, right? What's so crazy about this verse is Jesus says, look, there are many Christians who go to church all the time, who do the Christian life, who say they know God, who say they follow Jesus. But when it comes to when they're standing before God on judgment day, they don't actually know Jesus. A lot of people ask, how do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm going to be ready when Jesus comes back? How do I know I'm going to spend eternity in heaven? Jesus says it's very simple. It's not about what you do. It's about who you know. Do you know Jesus? And like I said earlier, you know, I'm a I'm a father right now. I'm a dad. I got two kids. I got my twins, Levi and Aaliyah. I want you just to imagine something right now. Just imagine for a second that, yes, I incredibly love my kids, right? I want them to know me. I want to love them. I want to get to be involved in their life. Could you imagine that as they get older, as the years continue, every time I reached out to them and say, you know what, hey, I love you guys, and I would try to talk to them, and I try to have this relationship with them. Could you imagine every time I reached out to them, they just completely, like, ignored me? Like, they didn't even acknowledge my existence? And as they continue to get older, I try to do my best to protect them and to guide them because I wanted to give them their best life, and I wanted to show them that all the things that this world can be, and every time I try to, to, to reach out to them, they just continued to completely ignore me. And I had to watch them as a loving father make bad choice after bad choice after bad choice, doing things that are hurting them just simply because they didn't want to hear my voice. That would be insane, right? You'd be like, wow, you have the worst kids ever, right? Maybe if you have a teenager, you're already going. I already know what that's like. That would be incredibly crazy for me. And you probably would feel so bad for me. Listen, that is exactly the kind of love that God has for you. This is God's heart for you. He loves you as a loving father. He, you were created to know God. God wants his greatest desires for you just simply to, to love him and to get to experience his love. Jesus came to this earth to die on the cross for our sins, not so that we can just do whatever we want, you know, under grace. It's so that we can simply, that sin can never separate us from the love of God. We were created to know God. Listen to this verse in 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. So here's what this looked like. Here's kind of the action. Here's how we do this. Here's the first and most important thing. If you want to live your life with urgency, if you want to be ready for when Jesus comes back, number one is you have to to know Jesus. And so here's how we do this. Just understand it. It's simple as this. 
You got to spend time with God every day. You got to spend time with Jesus every day. And you have to protect that time as best you can, whether that's eight in the morning or whether that's eight at night, whatever that time is for you in your day, that that is your holy time. That is your moment where you're just going to spend that time with Jesus. You need to protect that time with, as, with everything you have to spend time with him, to spend time in God's word. Learn to know God's voice. Learn to know what God is speaking to you. Spend time with God daily. Read his word and trust God's leading in your life. See, when you begin to do those things, that is how you can be confident that you are beginning to grow to know Jesus. So know Jesus. Here's number two. You guys ready? Know your story. Know your story. It says this in 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Listen, people can have their doubts about God. People can have their doubts about the Bible. People can have their doubts about even Jesus. But one thing people can never doubt is what God has done in your life. People can't deny that Jesus has impacted your life. You see, your testimony, right, your story about how Jesus has changed your heart, about how God has miraculously showed up through you through a really difficult season in your life, you see, that is your Jesus story. And I can almost promise you, if I was just to like pause this message right now and start bringing in a bunch of people who call Mission Veo Christian Church their home and to say, kind of have like an open mic type thing to let people start sharing their story about how their life has been impacted by the power of Christ. I can promise you right now, we would have some people who would be sharing about how Jesus has freed them from addictions. We would have some people sharing right now about how Jesus has freed them from, from depression, from loneliness, from anger, from bitterness. We would have some people who would be sharing about how God has answered some miraculous prayers. See, there are so many people who go to this church who are here, who have been impacted by God, who God has taken us from our broken lives and has restored us and has given us purpose and has given us direction and has given us hope. You see, my, my Jesus story is essentially why I'm in ministry. It's why my heart is so passionate and so heavy for our teenagers. You know, I grew up a church kid. My, my dad was a pastor. He's still a pastor, actually. And I had good parents. And um, I, had, I grew up with a great childhood. But there was just a season where the enemy, Satan, just got a hold of my life for a time. I just began being lured away just to all the lies that, that are spoken over young people of what it looks like to, to have fun, what it looks like to be, to be cool, you know, that you're supposed to live it up while you're young. And I think, consequently for me, because because I wasn't maybe firm in my identity and because I was struggling with so many insecurities that teenagers struggle with, I found myself just stumbling into getting mixed up with wrong friends that led me down to partying, that led me down um, to drinking and smoking and drugs and just, just got fully pulled into that life um, that my life had just kind of spiraled out of control and my life had gotten so empty and so just downhill that honestly, I, I didn't even want to like live anymore. And so for me, I, I just I decided, you know what, I'm just going to give this whole following Jesus thing like 100% and just see what happens in my life. And it didn't happen overnight. It was a day-by-day -day process of me turning away from sin and saying yes to Jesus. And as I began to do that, man, I actually for the first time got to really experience what it's like to know the love of God. And God revealed himself to me and it hit me. I was like, wow. I was like, this is what I was looking for my whole life. I'm like, this is what I got to tell people about. 
about. And I made a decision at that time that as long as I am breathing here on this earth, I am going to tell everyone that there is a God who really loves you, who is real and has a real passionate plan for you. There is a real God who really loves you. Listen, if you follow Jesus, you have a story. And your story, listen to me, your story is not your story anymore. Your story is God's story. So listen to me here. Here's how simple it is to live this out with urgency by sharing your story. You can do this. If you've never done this before, I really encourage you. Actually, like, write out your story. Write it out. Have you ever done that before? Write out what God has done for you. Like, maybe it's a story of how you came to Jesus, or maybe it's a story of how Jesus showed up for you when you really needed him through a difficult time in your life. That is your story. Actually, write it out know how to share your story in under a minute, right? You know how to share it quickly when it comes up in conversation. And most importantly, know how to like relate your story to who you're talking to. You guys want to know just real quick how simple this is? Let me just give you a little picture of what this might look like. You know, for you, it might be this easy. You ready? Maybe you're out and doing life and you're doing your thing and you're having a conversation with a friend, a coworker, um, a sibling, whatever it is. And they start opening up to you a little bit that, hey, you know, my marriage is just getting really tough. I think we're on the verge of divorce right now. It's just not working out. It's an incredibly hard time for my life right now. And as they're opening up and sharing this with you, you realize, hey, that's a big part of my story. And you remember that, that that's, how, that's, that's your Jesus story. And so you share with them, look, hey, my marriage is tough. I understand marriage is tough, was tough for us too. But when we began to put our faith in Jesus, when we started going to church and maybe we got baptized when we brought Jesus into our marriage it literally saved our marriage boom just like that you just shared the hope of Jesus with someone that is what it looks like to begin to start sharing your story so listen to me write your story out know your story begin to pray for God to give you opportunities to share your story because your story is not your story anymore it's God's story So here's number three, right? Live with urgency, know Jesus, know your story. And number three, and I'll wrap up today with this, is know your future. I think it's so easy for Christians right now to to lose our focus, right? Like a lot of teenagers, I started driving around the age 16. And um, I remember before I got my license, I had to take three driving instructor course classes. And uh, my driver's trainer, the guy who who taught me how to drive, um, I'm going to say right now, I didn't like him. He was, he was, incredibly mean to me. He was just a jerk. Um, he was actually a good driving instructor. He taught me good things, but um, he would roast me all the time. He said I had long hair. He said I looked like a girl. He said I was skinny too. So he said I need to eat more so I look like a girl. I was just like, I really don't like this guy. And then this dude had the audacity. Um, once we finished our third one, he actually asked me, he came to drop me off at my house. He's like, hey, can I uh, go to the bathroom in your house? I was like, okay. So I let him go. He decided, he proceeded to blow my bathroom up, go number two, do that, I'm just going to wait for McDonald's, come out of the bathroom, and then immediately start roasting me to my dad about all the same things. Hey, what's up with your son? He looks like a girl. He needs to cut his hair. And and I was just like, I really do not like this guy. But with all that said, he actually did teach me a, a essentially a really big life lesson that I'll never forget. When I was driving, I was really paranoid about not wanting to hit people on the side of the road when I was walking by. So I was so paranoid about not wanting to hit people that I actually would just stare at them and be like, okay, don't don't get manslaughter, don't get manslaughter, don't hit no one, that I actually, without even realizing it, started drifting towards them. And so what the guy told me is like, look, stop going where you don't want to go. You need to start looking down the middle lane on the left side so you can start going where you want to go. And if that's not a life lesson, I don't know what is, because here is the lesson is that you don't focus on where you don't want to go. 
I think a lot of us need to hear this. We need to realign our focus because where you focus is where you will go. There's a lot of things right now in life we can be afraid of. There is so much going on. Um, I just had a conversation with my dad about being just fearful about raising my kids in the world we're going in. There is stuff that we have with fear. So listen to this. Listen to what Jesus tells us. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We need to realign our focus today. You guys, this life is nothing but a blink of an eye in the span of eternity. When we begin to spend time with Jesus every day, God will start to work in our heart and to realign our focus because God is bigger than our problems and God is bigger than our fears. So here's what I want to say. Where are you placing your focus today? So I want you just to imagine, like, what does your life look like to live with this kind of urgency? Knowing that every day is an opportunity. You're not just raising kids. You're raising spiritual warriors. You're not just going to work. You are walking into a literal mission field. We are not just trying to have church on a Sunday morning to have fun. We are trying to fill heaven. And listen, if I just, I want to just say this, because maybe for you listening to this today, what it means to live with urgency, maybe what this means for you is to, for the first time, to maybe just completely give up your life for the mission of the gospel. You see, when we begin to place our focus on ourselves and our own happiness and our own pleasures, man, we, we need to realize that our life is no longer ours, it's God's. That is the irony of what it looks like to be a Christian. Jesus says, whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. The irony is that you will never find fulfillment in this life when you are only focused on your own happiness, the most you can make of this life, and focusing on yourself. You see, true joy and peace and fulfillment is found in this life when you completely deny yourself and say, God, here I am. God, make my life of use. God, use me however you want, because your purpose in this life is to know God and to make God known. So when you stand before Jesus on that final day, what will your life have counted for? It's time, we're running out of time, you guys, to be living aimlessly with our lives. We were created to know God and to make God known. So this is how we live with urgency. Know Jesus. Know who you're talking to. Know there is power in prayer. Know your story. Be praying for opportunities for God to be using you and know your future. If you have Jesus in this life, man, you cannot lose. Do not have fear. Know Jesus. Know your story. Know your future. This is how you live with urgency. Allow me to pray for us. Father, um, Lord, we look to you and we just thank you for this reminder, God. I just pray one big thing right now. For every single one of us that are listening to this, God, I pray we realize how deeply you love us, how much you are calling us into a personal relationship. We were created for one reason only, to know you and to make you known. Lord, for those of us that have been coming to church for a while, God, I pray you press this upon our hearts to live with urgency, that you give us opportunities, Lord, to share our story, Lord, that you fill us with the fire, Lord, to know that we don't know when you are coming back. It could be any day, Lord, it's time that we start living with some urgency. God, we thank you for this. We thank you that you came, Jesus, that not even sin itself can separate us from your love. And we say these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.